I'm Karen Lewis, and welcome to Recovery Bites, a show that gets real about recovery, where we welcome voices in the field and voices of experience. Join me for candid interviews with experts in eating disorder and mental health recovery. Listeners can look forward to new perspectives, meaningful conversations, diverse connection, and compelling personal narratives that make a powerful difference in how we live. Episodes focus on life beyond recovery, the good and the not so good, the successes and the challenges, and the authentic accounts of recovered lives. Not their whole story, just bites. All right, everyone, I have some exciting news. We are going to be taking a hiatus for a month. We wanted to be with all of you throughout the holidays, and now we are taking a month off to work on a few projects that we're really excited about. So we look forward to speaking with each and every one of you again on February 6th. Have a safe new year. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another bite. So here we all are. It is the day or two after New Year's, depending on when you're listening to this episode. And what is the one thing that everybody talks about at New Year's time? The infamous New Year's resolution. So we are going to be talking about that today. And the reason why we're talking about it is because it doesn't exist in a way that is sustainable or in a way that will actually make you feel different from the inside out. Everybody says, I'm going to start this in the new year. I'm going to start that in the new year. By the way, often the intention is one thing, but what we don't understand is underneath it's something else. Before we go into the infamous, I'm going to lose X amount of pounds or eat better, let's talk about any other kind of New Year's resolution. I'm going to start with the one of this year, I'm going to make X amount of money. I'm going to change my financial bracket. Well, that's a wonderful thing if that's what you're what you're looking for, which by the way, most people are looking for financial stability, but that's what people are looking for. The financial stability that does not come overnight that you can make in a New Year's Eve resolution. What they're looking for is like a plan our goals, our steps they can take to get to a higher place in their career, in their job, in their savings. Because underneath, we all want to feel stable. We all want to feel like we we are not going to end up in food scarcity, that we can pay our rent or our mortgage, that we can buy clothing for our children. So it's not just that somebody wants to make more money. If we only looked at it from that perspective, then everything is just going to be focusing on dollar signs. 
You're not focusing on the other things such as bettering yourself in your educational training to get to where you want or doing some more networking, which is going to help you meet more people in your industry and get you into the next level. We lose sight of the journey, right? And I know it's odd. I started with a financial one as opposed to the weight loss one, but I don't want to just talk about eating disorders. I want to be able to talk about balance in life. New Year's Eve resolutions, regardless of what they are, create tremendous anxiety and typically decreased self-esteem. One of the things that happens is that a New Year's Eve resolution is not constructed in a way that feels intuitive. Instead, it feels almost punitive if you do not hit the ground running, don't make any missteps, don't keep moving forward, and don't achieve your goal by a certain date, right? That is not going to be sustainable. You are not going to internalize any changes and you're not going to enjoy the process of getting there. If my idea of a New Year's resolution is more that of a goal, if I have a goal, say by the end of next year, um, I want to I want to expand my center because I would like to help as many people as I can. That is a goal that I can now create a plan. It is something that, as I said earlier, there is a series of steps that will help me get there. As I'm getting there, I'm enjoying the process. I'm learning something. I am achieving something that through practice is going to remain sustainable. And not only practice, but practice at a pace that is going to be sustainable. New Year's resolutions, typically when it comes to things like weight loss or more time at the gym, are never done in an intuitive pace. They are done, done, done. And that is where people often fail because you go from one extreme to the other, right? Let's bring it to eating disorders. Eating disorders, the thoughts are incredibly black and white. So is a New Year's resolution. You go from one end of the spectrum to the other end of the, the spectrum overnight, literally, because don't forget, you're starting this New Year's day. You've been living in a pattern and then you expect overnight that pattern's going to change. And it's going to change in a way that has you grow from an emotional place. It's humanly impossible. It doesn't work that way. By the way, if it did work that way, you would be making these changes all the time. It is an absolute setup to make people fail and make people feel worse about themselves. What often happens is that resolutions are change without examining why we want the change. We don't understand where the struggle comes from. We just want to pass over all the work 
and get to the end of the story. By the way, it is similar to an eating disorder behavior. I feel an emotion. I want to get rid of it. I don't want to work through it. I just want it over. And so I will use a behavior to numb myself for a minute so I don't feel that. Guess what? A resolution, just like an eating disorder behavior, is a cycle of resolve, relapse, repeat, continue, resolve, relapse, repeat, continue. Doesn't it sound like an eating disorder? If I use enough behaviors, I'm going to get to another level in my emotional place. If I use more behaviors, I'm going to get to a different status socially. I am going to whatever it is, right? It's the same thing with a New Year's resolution. What would happen if on, I don't know, February 5th, and I'm literally making a joke about like just picking an arbitrary date or on a time when you start feeling like working on something, you say, not because it's January 1, but because it is what you are feeling in the moment. You have understood that your life has come to a place where it's where things are not working. So you're not doing it on the New Year's Eve time clock, because what if you're not ready? to make any changes? What if you're not ready to do any of that really hard emotional processing? What if you're not ready to reach out for support? So again, if it's something you do as a New Year's Eve resolution, you've just gotten rid of all of those options because it has to start January 1st. And guess what? Not all those things are available and all of those things are critical parts and pieces of change. When I started recovering from my eating disorder, and this is what's so hard for loved ones, why can't you just stop now? Why can't you just stop binging, stop purging, stop restricting? It is incredibly difficult for someone to look at someone else and say, okay, start now. That's what we do to ourselves when we try to create a New Year's Eve resolution. We, it's on someone else's clock. I don't know about the rest of you, but unfortunately, I did not start my recovery process until I was ready. And by the way, ready doesn't mean that I was gung-ho. I was just tired of my eating disorder. So I don't think I could have planned that 30 years ago to be January 1st. I'm going to encourage all of you to pay attention when you feel you are ready to make a change or ready to understand why you need to make a change. Sometimes we have to start with that first. If if I'm feeling in a certain way, say I'll use the example, I don't feel like I have enough friends. I have to understand first why. Before I say to myself, you know what? I'm going to go out tomorrow and start getting friends. I have to first understand that I have anxiety, social anxiety. So once I understand that, maybe I can reach out to one person and say, would you like to come over for a cup of coffee? 
as opposed to not understanding that there's social anxiety and instead just saying, I'm going to be social starting tomorrow. I'm going to go to parties. I'm going to go to fairs. I'm going to go to the circus. It is absolutely counterintuitive to a healing process. If I am dealing with insecurities, I am not going to say to myself, come January 1st, I am not giving into those insecurities anymore. It doesn't work that way. I have to have compassion for myself. I have to understand where the insecurities came from. When it comes to some things, we have to understand the function. Like we understand what is the function underneath the behaviors of an eating disorder? What is the function of some of the things I do today? And if I don't know them, I'm certainly not going to be able to heal them. And I'm not going to be able to heal them in, say, a 30-day plan. Often some of these New Year's Eve plans are like lose X amount of weight in 30 days. Or, you know, I I I was just told by somebody, by one of my clients about a plan and it consists of very unrealistic ways of being, working out twice a day, getting up at a certain time, doing this, and you're supposed to do it for a certain amount of time. Well, what happens after that? A, you end up with an exercise addiction and an eating disorder, or B, we go back to our sort of like set point in life, which is, you know, the amount of energy we have, the weight that we're at, and we feel like we're a failure. What would happen if instead you started looking at your goals and started them slowly? By the way, things like joyful movement, going out for walks, going to a Zumba class, those are great. They're great if you're nourished. Let me just say that. Those are great. But if you haven't done it and you say January 1, I'm going to do it twice a day or I'm going to do it every day or I'm even going to do it every other day, you're setting yourself up for failure. And that goes back to the feelings of anxiety and decreased self-worth. My goal for everyone from my heart is that you all have a safe and peaceful new year and that you take care of yourself and that you pay attention to your body cues, that you pay attention to your hunger and fullness, that you pay attention if you cannot get into your hunger and fullness and need to follow a meal plan. Everything will come as it's supposed to. Nothing happens overnight. That is a hallmark of what we think an eating disorder is going to provide for us. And it has failed time and time and time again. So again, from the bottom of my heart, I feel very honored to be able to do this New Year's bite and say, Take care, have compassion, drop into yourself, feel your tears, feel your anxiety. Don't jump over anything because it's all stuff that needs to be looked at. I hope you all have a beautiful new year. I am looking forward to the year ahead. 
I've got incredible goals. I'm going to approach each one in a very, very intuitive way. Happy New Year. Happy Holidays. Take care and stay safe. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Recovery Bites. Be sure to visit recoverybitespodcast.com to join the conversation, access show notes, listen to past episodes, and more. You can also find us by searching for Recovery Bites on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and major podcast streaming players. For weekly episode releases, you can follow us at at Recovery Bites Pod on Instagram. If you're interested in becoming a guest on the show or to submit a guest request, please visit KarenLewisEDC.com forward slash podcast sign up to begin the process. I'd also like to send out a heartfelt thank you to my producer, Jen Galvin. It is unbelievable the magic she does behind the scenes. All right, everyone. See you next week for another Recovery Bite. Thanks for listening.